girls. How's it going? Hi. Pretty Great, because good. I get to see y'all. Oh my gosh, yes. I, I mean, let's start things off with a big announcement that we are going to Salem, Emily and I. I'm Woo. so excited. We'll keep our investigation spot under wraps for now. But an episode will be coming. We're going on a trip. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. Finally. I, I can't can't contain the excitement. Yeah. I'm like, I was just, not to sound like I'm in the 1700s, but I was just dusting the mantle for their arrival. <laughs> mm-hmm. Dusting it, giving it a good proper dust. Yes. And we haven't all been together in ages. Yeah, since, since Alyssa's wedding, right? Yeah, October 2019. That Almost was a two long years. Time ago. That is too long. Oh my yeah. God. We're gonna, we're probably going to annoy people around us because <laughs> that's okay. We've, we've got so much to say. Ah, so excited though. But yes, we're heading to Salem. A spooky episode with our investigation will be coming. So <sighs> get ready. I hope I hope we have some experiences. We've got a couple days to experience something spooky, so it's bound yeah, to happen. We will. Right? There's also going to be like a vampire ball which, <laughs> while we're in I town, mean, which we won't be attending, but we will be observing. And um, I there am will be ready. vampires in our lobby. Ugh, I can't freaking wait. So the thing about the vampire um, events. It's not just like, oh, like dress up and have a cute party. These are people that believe that they're vampires and or they like follow the lifestyle of vampires. So this is it's very serious. I love it. It's not all fun and games. It is fun and games, but it's not all fun and games. So what does that mean, though? Like what's (laughs) some people some people just think they're vampires. (laughs) No, but I mean, not all fun and games. Like they, are they, is something going to happen? It's not pretend to them. (laughs) I think that's, yes, that's what you're getting at. Oh, also, can I just say, I'm a buffoon. Didn't realize that my new computer does not have a USB port. So if I sound crazy this week, apologies. It's because I'm using my computer microphone, but all will be fixed by next episode. So I'm sorry to your ears. Uh, to the people out there, my apologies. You sound beautiful to me. You sound me. good to me. <sighs> yeah. All right. I just, I had to let the people know if I sound weird, that's why. These new, these new MacBooks, it's, you know, they're always changing something. Always making you buy more. I can't you know, keep up. To have I can't what keep you need. But in exciting news, y'all, we have a new patron. Oh my gosh. Welcome, JC. 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 Hello. Hey, JC. Oh my gosh, JC. You're right on like the backside, my rib. You know, Ooh. what do you call that? Like right uh, there on, you know, where the end of your rib. Yeah, yeah. I, I see what you're. That's it a painful spot. So that's commitment. I know. Mm. That's why I did it. <laughs> <laughs> Anything for JC. Right. Uh, welcome. We're excited you're here. Thank you for your support. 
What a friend. What a friend. What a friend. Beautiful. What a friend. We also got the sweetest email from Colleen after our last episode. Um, she reached out because she's from Vermont or lives in Vermont and wanted to commend Emily's storytelling um, oh, about the Eddie yes. brothers, which honestly, still one of my favorite stories that I think we've ever told. But um, the author that we talked about in that episode, Henry Steele Olcott, she says that he wrote a book about his experiences with them called The People from the Other World, and she highly recommends it. Um, it's definitely eye-opening. So if anyone wants to learn more about them, we got to – you got to read the book. You got and to. And check it out. Very but, interesting yeah. story. Such, such a great story. Still thinking about that one, and it's getting love from the people. So I love that. I'm glad yes. we got it out there. Yes. Such a good story. Um, has anyone watched the new documentary called The Sleepless Unrest about The Conjuring House? Um, no, but I want no. to right okay. after this. I'm hearing very mixed reviews about it. So if anyone listening has watched it, give us a shout and let us know if it's worthy of a watch or not. But we oh, covered okay. that house in our Rhode Island episode I think it was episode 25, so a million years ago, but crazy story. Um, and I'm excited to hear from people who know us if they think we will enjoy that documentary because I'm intrigued. I love a good documentary. Anytime, we love a good doc. Day. Yeah. Some people don't. I found that out recently. <laughs> What's wrong with those people? I don't know. I love I love a documentary. I really do. Uh, I think that's one of my favorite types of films, honestly. Same. I'm like, who? how can you not? But okay. Okay. I don't like musicals. And for some people, that's an unpopular opinion, I understand so. that, you know? <laughs> Are you sure you understand? <laughs> what? Musicals? Are you sure you understand that people don't like them? That That's... people don't like musicals, because yes, because I can like, because <laughs> I can see how some like it gets annoying, and you're like, why are okay. they breaking out in okay. song? And this is so crazy, and it's goofy, but documentaries oh, it's is so like goofy. you're learning about something. Yeah, you know? I guess I unless guess... you already know about it, then like yes. yeah, that could be boring. But even then, I feel like I want to know more about a thing that I already know about. Oh, same. Maybe that's just me. I like to learn, though. Some people are like, you know what? I don't feel like it. And that's fine, too. <laughs> I don't want to learn. Ah, Crazy. Whatever. <laughs> Who am I? Who Some am people I? know too much. Maybe they do. Maybe it's like that person just knows everything. Hey. Maybe one day I'll get there and, and I'll never have to watch another documentary. <laughs> I know. I feel the same. Yeah. <sighs> well, should we get into it? Should we? Absolutely. Yes. All right. We're the Golden Ghouls, Alyssa, Kylie, Emily. And it's time to get spooky. Ooh. This week, we are talking urban legends, baby. Yes. Great. So good. There's so many. So many. I found an extensive list. I found a full Wikipedia page of wow. 
alphabetized urban legends. Love that. It, I couldn't. I couldn't stop finding urban legends. So <laughs> wow. I think we picked some good ones though, because every single one that we picked, I was like very intrigued by, and I'm glad that we're telling these stories because I I wanted to hear about all of them. So I can kick it off if we're feeling cray. I love it. Let's do it. Let's head to Colorado, specifically Riverdale Road. So I was intrigued by this because I love Riverdale, the TV oh, show. Okay. Um, I love a teen show. I love a show about teens and their drama. <laughs> That's just one of my other favorite things to watch. Mm-hmm. Laugh all you will, but those teens are are wild and crazy. <laughs> so this road is the site of not one but eight very creepy stories, ranging from a hell gate a gate straight to hell um to the ghosts of slaves hanging from the trees which we heard about in another episode recently and it's just one of the more horrifying hauntings that i think you can experience um but this 11 mile stretch connecting brighton and thornton in colorado is full of hauntings and legends that have spoke spooked the locals for years and years and years so let's start with this Hell's Gate. The story goes that this man was going absolutely mad. He was actually said to be possessed by the devil himself. I don't know how that happened. <laughs> but one night he just freaking snapped. He'd had enough. He killed his wife and children by setting their mansion ablaze and just exiting. Okay. Uh, They say that he was never caught and put on trial. And today, the land holds the spirits of the family with their screams being heard at night. And there's an apparition of a lady in white. I'm going to presume it's the deceased wife. She's been seen wandering near the site of the fire. And the sturdy gates where the home formerly stood can still be seen on Riverdale Road. That story's got everything. Gates to hell, a woman in white, possession by the devil. That's why. They're really packing them in. That's the thing with (laughs) urban legends. They really try to hit every nail on the head. (laughs) Right? Uh, There's also a spot on this road called Jogger's Hill where the ghost of a murdered jogger is rumored to reside So the legend claims that there was a driver who hit a jogger, freaked out. He fled the scene and left this jogger for dead. Um, And now it's said that if you park at the site of the crash, you will hear disembodied footsteps getting closer and closer to the car. Oh, no. Yes. It's a hard pass for me. Others have heard the distinct sound of a beating heart. Hmm. Maybe it's their own. Maybe because they're they freaking need to out. <gasps> <laughs> um, people have also reported handprints on their windows, banging noises as if someone was kicking the outside of their car, and a tapping sound along the body of their vehicle. And it's been said that if the tapping makes its way to the driver's side, the people in the car are doomed to soon die. Great. Great. 
<laughs> so maybe just don't stop there. Don't chance it, you know? Yeah, can you just that's... start driving as soon as you hear the tap? And then it's like too late, <laughs> <laughs> What if the tapping starts at the driver's side? Oh, my God. Well, then that's you're like... That's a I'm not willing to take. Then you were doomed. Yes. There was no hope for you. Next up, there are the ritual sacrifices that take place in the area. So because there used to be homes along the road, there are a lot of structures that got left behind when people moved out. Um, old chicken coops, empty storage buildings. You know, like you've we've all seen like an abandoned road where no one lives anymore and there's shit everywhere. But on these structures, people always find graffiti of satanic symbols and even headless animals that have been sacrificed. No. Yeah, so people are really just taking taking these legends and and running with them and oh, sacrificing animals. Don't do that. I say don't do it, but who am I? <laughs> Then there is the spirit of a little boy who was hit and killed by a car while walking to school one day. It's said that he stalks the street nightly and smears bloody handprints on stop signs, or he will scrawl help me in blood on the stop signs, warning all drivers to stop. I'm not sure like how young this boy is. All of the stories say he's a little boy, so I don't know how he reaches these stop signs. He's uh, just like floating up there. I know. I was about to say maybe he like floats at this point. Y'all be the judge of that, but maybe it just I'm... shows up. Maybe he's not even <sighs> there. Ooh. You just see this handprint out of nowhere. But... Yeah. I don't know. Um, And as we know, so many of these urban legends have been repeated in like various areas. I'm sure we've heard of one similar to this, though. But um, I think I've told a story like this on a past episode, probably the one about roads, maybe haunted roads. But one of the issues with this road is actually that there are a lot of blind spots around the curves. So if someone is rushing around one of those blind spots, they can, you know, slide right off the road and perish. Oh, shoot. But this story goes that one driver back in the 70s was zipping around at high speed and resulted in a fatal crash. So now if you drive down the street, day or night, it doesn't matter. People have seen a phantom Camaro with one working headlight pull up behind them and challenge them to a race only to disappear. Damn. <laughs> she laughs at that one. She said, no, she won't I'm be like, racing. Get out of here. Vroom, vroom. <laughs> no way. I will say no. I don't want to race anybody, period. I race in ever. Honestly, today there was this Honda that I swear was trying to race me. And I'm like, sir. For what? Do I look like the kind? <laughs> I drive a Subaru Forester and I'm wearing fucking overalls. Do I look like the lady who wants to race? It's not no. me, honey. Move along. <laughs> Move along. Goodbye. Um, another one of the classic urban legends that plagues this road is that of the disappearing hitchhiker. So the road has one of these spooky hitchhikers, a woman who is said to approach your car asking for a ride, 
only to disappear into thin air once you open the door. Okay. Okay. No right. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, I mean. <laughs> Guess you didn't want to hop in. She she didn't need that right after all. Ugh. Last but not least are the stories of the shape-shifting Native American spirits. So it's said that the land is home to a Native burial ground, which would not be shocking because I feel like there are Native burial grounds everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, but passers through have reported seeing apparitions who shapeshift into animals or shapeshift into people who are familiar to them, people that they know personally, in an attempt to trick them in some way. I don't like that. I don't like Mm-mm. that either. Trick them? Trick me into what? Trick me into I don't know. Okay. Giving them money. Giving uh, them well, a for snack. What? I don't know. <laughs> giving them a ride. <laughs> Something. But back in 2019, Colorado's NBC9 News interviewed Stephanie Smith, who is one of the co-founders of the Denver Ghost Hunters. They talked to her about Riverdale Road specifically, and she said that she's not usually spooked, but definitely felt off on this road, like something was not quite right. She said, I found this one spot and I said, I think that there's something here. I don't feel alone. We had a camera crew visiting, investigators were taking pictures, listening, trying to see if we're catching anything on camera. I start walking on this one side of the road and I started to feel really nervous. And it looked like out in the distance, I could almost see the shape of a man. I remember these cowboy boots and that they were walking toward me and I felt really freaked out. So I walked to the other side of the street and I felt fine. Over the years, I've brought different groups to this area, and I don't tell them anything about it, so I have them walk where I walk, and a lot of people, especially women, have this feeling like someone's going to get them. Mm. Not on the east side, only on the west side of the road. If you stand in the right spot, you experience these moments of dread. Mm. Yes. Uh, No. <laughs> no, thank you. Yeah. Uh, her team actually captured photos of what looks like orbs trailing after her, but she said that she can't find any history on the land to explain her experience or what may have happened on that side of the two lane street to make one side of it feel like drastically more active with paranormal, spooky, weird stuff. Um, the Thornton police shared that while the road has seen Tons of deadly crashes over the years because of those winding curves and blind spots. They aren't able to find any evidence or case documentation that would support any of the specific legends being true, like the death of the jogger, the man who murdered his family. So it seems like most, if not all of these stories are just like local lore that has been kind of expanded on over the years. Um or kind of stemmed from, like, other urban legends. But this road in particular had so many that I had to give you guys the down and dirty because this road is (laughs) truly popping off. It's crazy over there. Yes. I'm down to go. She'll check it out. You know, walk up and down, side to side, see what we feel, compare and contrast. And, you know, I'm sure there is something there. I'm sure there's, I mean, there's something pretty much everywhere, you know, but Mm -hmm. to the extent, I think it's just sounds like it's been blown out of proportion. 
Yeah. That's my take. As legends are. As legends are. <laughs> well, I can uh, give us another one. Another Ooh. good old urban legend. Yes, ma'am. And take us to the spookiest place in America. New Orleans, right? <laughs> I feel like they, oh, they've yes. got it. New Orleans yes. really does have it all. You they've know? got it all. The voodoo, the vampires, the ghosts. The witches. They, I mean, you you have everything there. So you really do spookiest place, and it's got a bunch of mm-hmm. urban legends. Like, um, I don't know if I'm saying this right. I don't know if you guys have heard of this one, but the Rougarou. <laughs> I I feel like we might have talked about that in an episode at some point. Okay, just like touched on it very briefly. Well, it's there, and then the sink ape. I don't know, but I've never heard of that one. I don't know her. But it's there. Who is she? And the Honey Island Swamp Monster is also I've, there. I've heard of that one. Delicious. That sounds delicious. But there's this other one out in the Big Easy, y'all, that is particularly spooky and strange that I feel like we need to talk about, and it's called the Grunch. Not the Grinch. Not the Grinch. <gasps> but the Grunch. Not the yeah. Grinch. And it's, the well... Let's talk about it, okay? Because <laughs> imagine just you're out in New Orleans. You're in your you're in your car. You're driving down this road. It gets dark. There's no more lights. You're like, oh, where am I? Like, what road am I on? You know? Uh oh. But then up ahead, your headlights. You see a young baby goat in the road, and you're like, baby goat, and it's Cute. like, oh no, injured baby goat. Oh, so no. you gotta help it, right? <gasps> and it's screaming out. It's like, come help me. Like, I'm I'm a baby goat. And so you're like, okay, get out of my vehicle. I'm gonna go help this <laughs> baby creature. So you get out, and then it happens. The grunge strikes, y'all. <gasps> it said that hidden in the tall no. grass, waiting for you to come out and help that baby goat, are these human-like blood goat creatures. <laughs> That prey on people who oh, park their no. car and get out and help the goats. No. Yeah, the beast. They're meter made goats. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They. Oh I mean, they exist off the the blood of goats and humans, so they look like goatish, but they also mm. look chupacabra ish. And but I'm gonna tell you about it because it's weird because there's a lot of stories that go into how mm. the grunge happened. So I think they might look more human-esque, but there's another story where it's like chupacabra. You either, you decide, you know. All right. But they, these beasts wait for their victims. They pounce. They got sharp teeth. They got long claws. They rip people apart. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, sometimes they don't rip people apart. Sometimes they like poke a hole and drain <gasps> your blood. Yeah, so many different stories about the Grand Show. <laughs> Sorry, I they don't just know why poke I one small hole and, and watch you yeah. bleed out. Because the first story about the Grunch is this old voodoo story that tells of a time when Marie Laval 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 yes. okay. is it Laval yes. or Laval? Our girl. Laval. Yeah, but she. She castrated a devil baby when he was born to stop him from ever okay. producing. All right. And the bloody testicles, they dropped from her hands, you guys. And she she turned and and down and there was a male. She turned into a, the the testicles turned into a male and a female grunch. <laughs> oh. 
<laughs> You're telling me that these grunches are balls? The grunches are overgrown balls? The bloody testicles. Yeah, they they turn into a male-female grunch. And <laughs> they attacked the great voodoo queen. No, not Marie Laveau. Yeah, mm-hmm. the grunch, they lashed out, they, they lashed out at her nearly killing the voodoo queen. And this is why they say that she stopped voodoo and became a good Catholic woman. Oh my God. (laughs) (laughs) All right. And then they ran off into the woods, you guys, and created more grunches. Just two little testicles running through the night. In the New Orleans swamp lands. And they're out (laughs) on this road (laughs) waiting for you. Oh Lord. I wish a bitch <laughs> the would. Story describes the grunge as coming from an in- inbred clan of these people that had dwarfism and they were albino. And then some oh. were albino and they inbred to create, yeah, these grunge. And they lived in the woods and they ate goats and humans. And during the early years of New Orleans history, there was a group of humans who did live in the woods. And they were in the woods was off of this road known as Grunch Road. And they were a strange mix of albinos and people that did have dwarfism. And they were forced to live away from society because people considered them a creation of the devil himself. How sad. Yeah. And so in their seclusion, they obviously... They, they keep saying they kissed each other. Yeah. <laughs> and they combined, you know, <laughs> genes, apparently, and eventually became the grunge, which is terrible. I mean, yeah. it's just science. That's how you get a grunge. Right. Haven't you heard? How to get a grunge in 10 days. And so Grunge <laughs> Road came to be considered nothing more than like a, a like a freak show. And um, yeah, so the seclusion apparently made them into people that left goats out on the road and killed people. But I doubt it. Oh, <laughs> my gosh. But you should see the pictures people have of the Grinch. They don't look human, so they don't look like the second story. They look Mm. more like the Marie Laval story, where it's like a chupacabra devil-like creature. Mystical creature. (laughs) We'll post post Uh, several options. Yeah. Well, according to reports, uh, the New Orleans Grinch, they have strange powers, too. And they have been described as goat-like. They have, like, leathery, scaly, black-gray skin, sharp spines, long horns, Mm. quills running down its back, very much like a chupacabra, standing three to four feet high, red, green eyes. They're also said to be human-like. They have the ability to open doors. They can use tools. So So you're telling me I not only need to get Wait, flood insurance when I move there, I need grunge insurance also? Yeah. <laughs> or maybe they're for hire. They sound like they they're they yeah. have like carpentry skills. They're like Yeah. You know. And yeah, they sh- they show intelligence, similar to how some would describe like a monkey or something. That's what it says. So and then others would wow. describe long fur, a tail bat-like wings 
I think the Grinch is also to ha- said to have a very strong, grotesque stench. Ooh. And when alarmed, he mm-hmm. will howl like a wolf and screech like an ape or make a similar sound to what would be described for this, it says, as a banshee. <laughs> What's a banshee? What a banshee? don't they do? Okay. What's a banshee? That's, um... No, isn't it a lady? I have no idea. Yeah, somebody's gonna have to tell us because I don't. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's like a fairy. It's a fairy, like an evil one. It's like a Celtic, a Celtic screaming woman. So yeah, an animal. Well, (laughs) by the way, I am a I am a Celtic screaming woman. So, aren't we all? So it's also said that. The chubacabra version, obviously, when they kill their victims, they're said to be drained of all their blood through a single hole and sometimes have their organs mm-hmm. removed as well in opposed to being ripped open. Okay. I don't know. Yeah, it's crazy. I can mess with that. Wow. So, yeah, the, the Grunch is no joke, you guys. And it's obviously the Grunch. You can't find a Grunch road. Some say it's like this road called Gannon Road now. And that's where the Grunch lives. Mm. It's off of Gannon Road. So if you want to try and find them, look for that place. But I don't know. It's, again, it's an urban legend. Thanks to Rougarou Studios for helping me with my wow description of all this because there's a lot going on here. I think the stench coming off of them is probably just like Bourbon Street and the quarter. Probably they've been out for too long. <laughs> they do sound they like do they party. sound like they they get down and dirty. Just don't. I mean, yeah, that's hard not to stop for an injured goat. I know. I love goats. Like, I just think exactly. they're Stop cute. for that. <sighs> what are you going to do? I don't know. And they can use tools while I'm out. They can fix my car to, like, not go anywhere. <laughs> and that would suck. Mm. So. That's. No. They just don't seem nice. They seem, good. They seem tricky. They're, yeah. they're either testicles. Yeah. Or they're out here injuring goats. And I don't. They're I don't either, like either dicks or, you know. Mm, yeah, that's a grunge for you. This a grunge. You guys feel like going over to Arizona? Let's yeah. hop on. Ooh, so this is a great urban legend. It is great. So good old Arizona, as we know, covered by miles and miles of uninhabited deserts and land. And there is an urban legend that haunts a specific canyon right outside of Kingsman, Arizona. Anyone been to Kingsman? No. I don't think so. No. Recall. Good old Kingsman was established in 1882, you know, quote unquote established. Of course, the land belonged to Native Americans for hundreds of years before, but it was established by whites in 1882. (laughs) Legend says a family, including a minor father, The mother and two young children had traveled west in search of a new life and riches. Rumor had it gold was nearby. So this is like the beginning of the the gold rush. So this family landed about 12 miles from Kingsman and settled in a canyon. 
specifically the bottom of a canyon canyon i don't i don't really know why maybe it's cooler down there why someone would decide to build a wooden shack at the bottom of a that canyon seems hard like how do i Thank get okay. in and out of yeah. it i was thinking there just was walk like up and down that hill canyon. maybe cl- from the climate oh it was just at the bottom it was they just like a their own home like a nice bowl maybe it was cooler and maybe they liked the view they didn't have to deal with (laughs) (laughs) of no view just surrounded by walls of perhaps dirt and rock yeah maybe it was for safety reasons too who i i don't know but they named the canyon after the mother luana so they named it luana's canyon so unfortunately the family was essentially living in poverty with little to no income and not much food. So the desert wasn't, you know, exactly lush with vegetation. And I'm guessing that these were pioneers, you know, from the East Coast. They weren't used to this climate and the agriculture, I'm assuming. So it was tough. Times were tough. So they say the father the miner would often leave for weeks at a time to mine the northwestern mountains for gold or at least for food to feed the family. Sadly, one time the father left and never came back. Mm. So some some think that, you know, maybe he was robbed. He may have been killed by animals. Who knows? So this left the mother and children alone at the bottom of this canyon, essentially starving. Now, living at the bottom of a canyon sounds daunting and haunting, (laughs) as it is. All the hauntings. All the hauntings. Mm -hmm. And as with any canyon, if you, the acoustics are great. If you yell, the echo will eventually make its way back to you because of the bowl shape that the canyon is. Cute if you're just, you know, playing games or singing songs. Not cute if your children are screaming because they're starving. Oh, no. So the screams of these children and the wails and the moans would circulate all around the canyon. They would sound twice as loud. And this was day and night, basically as they were withering away, which is horrible. Will someone come help them? No one knew they were there. No one knew. No one knew. As urban legend says, Luana eventually became psychotic due to starvation and also the the sounds of her children screaming, like basically hearing your own children dying. So in her psychosis, she put on her wedding dress, because why not? And she braced herself murdered her children no. by cutting Oof. cutting up their bodies into <gasps> small pieces to end their suffering. She didn't have to do all that. Oh, she she didn't. She didn't stop there either. So she then carried the pieces of her children and took them to a nearby river and threw them in. Okay. It is said that she stayed screaming on that river bank until she herself died of starvation and probably grief and everything else that was happening to her. So the legend today says that if you are near the canyon at night, you can hear the mother's screams 
as well as the horrible, painful echoes of the children crying, either from starvation or from being cut up by their mother. Goodness oh gracious. Also, she's out here contaminating water. People were drinking that water back in the day, and she's tossing oh, chunks of child no right idea. in. Just a little bit of a B12. Can you imagine how much stuff was, though, in the drinking water people oh, were consuming back then? That's why everyone was oh. dying. Right. My God. <sighs> so very sad, very tragic. Again, it's an urban legend, so take it with a grain of salt. But wow, wow. It's 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 a great Yikes. one. It's definitely, you could film a scary movie based on that if, if someone hasn't already. I think the moral of that story is like, don't live in the bottom of a canyon. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Somebody's got to hear you scream. Mm-hmm. Seriously. Yeah, don't live where nobody can hear you scream. For real. <sighs> wow. Dark and spooky. Can't wait for us to get dark and spooky. Oh, my gosh. The next few days waiting to go on the big trip are going to be long, but I am freaking excited. So excited. I bet we'll hear many more urban legends here in Salem. Yes. We're going to have the best tour guide of them all. I just, I feel, uh, as the kids say, hashtag blessed. Blessed. Truly. Truly. I feel blessed. All right, y'all. Well, send us those stories to the Golden Ghouls podcast at gmail.com. We have another ghoul talk coming up very soon. Um, anything else? I think that's it. If anybody wants us to check something out specifically in Salem, you'll hear this episode on Thursday. They'll be here until Sunday. So quickly let us know and we'll see if we can Sneak it in. Tell yes. us quick, very fast. Give us a shout. Uh, otherwise, we'll be posting lots of pictures. Patrons will get exclusive pictures, videos. Who knows? I'll, I'll see how we feel once we get there, and we'll create some fun stuff for everybody. But until next time, stay spooky. Ooh. Ooh.